the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love and live my best life. Now I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020. It is officially the first day of a new year and a new decade. If you're anything like me, 2019 just flew by. Like I really honestly feel like that it went by faster than just about any other year out there. And one of the greatest things that has happened in this last year is obviously this podcast. And if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we counted down the top 10 episodes of 2019 and that some amazing, amazing episodes were launched this last year. But we haven't even made it through an entire year of podcasting and so many incredible things have happened. So thank you so much to everyone listening. Thank you to everyone that has downloaded and tuned in and left me comments and feedback and reviews and sent me amazing DM messages or emails letting me know how much you're loving this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. You have made 2019 one of the best years in the books. All right, guys, we're just going to jump right into today's episode. Just like we're jumping into a brand new year today, we're going to jump into today's show. And today we're talking all about goal setting. Now, you're probably going to hear this a lot through Facebook and blog posts and emails you're going to get in your inbox about how to create and set goals for the new year. But personally, this is one of my favorite parts of the year. I love new beginnings. I love fresh starts. I love the idea that the beginning of the year is a chance for us to look back on the things that maybe didn't work so well the year before, make some changes, make some improvements, and create a roadmap, create a plan for what we're going to do differently in the new year. It's also a chance for us to look at the things that went really well and figure out how we can do those again or keep doing those even better than we did the year before. So I personally love the new year. I love that fresh start. I love getting organized. I always order a new, beautiful new planner. I start mapping out everything for the year. I look at what I'm going to do for marketing and social media and emails and different sessions I want to do throughout the year and different launches I want to have and different ideas I want to come up with. And one of the first things I do every year is I work on setting my goals for the year. And so today I'm going to walk you through kind of the five key things that I work on when I'm setting my goals for the year. Now, I know some people are probably thinking, well, it's already January 1st, so shouldn't you have these in place already? And yeah, maybe some people like to have their goals ahead of time. I personally feel like for me, I just survived the holidays. I needed that time off. I always take off the two weeks that my kids are out of school 
to really spend time on my family, to focus on the holidays and making memories. And so I like to just take that little bit of a break, kind of separate myself from my business for a little while, have a breather, have some downtime, and then I can come back January 1st, January 2nd, refreshed and ready to dive back into my business and start setting those goals. I also know that for me personally, January and February in the photography industry, at least where I'm at, is pretty slow. So this is the perfect time of year to really spend in my business. And so if that's how your business feels right now too, if you have this time where over the next couple of weeks you can really kind of dive into the business side of your business, then I think you're going to really find this episode helpful. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right in to tip number one. So tip number one is kind of a big one, so it's going to be broken up a little bit, but tip number one is to to create what I call SMART goals. Now, SMART is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Sensitive. So we're going to break down each of those, but creating smart goals. So here's what I really want you to do. And if you're listening to this and you are at the gym or in the car or shopping somewhere, then come back to this later on when you can take notes. But if you're in a place where you can grab a notepad, grab a pencil or a pen, I want you to write some things down because I really want us to kind of workshop through some of these ideas together and some of these goals together. And as always, Jump over to the Facebook group at Girl Means Business on Facebook and join the group if you haven't. Jump in there and let's talk about goal setting. Let's share some of our goals for the year and see how they fit into the SMART goal um, acronym that we're going to go through today. All right, so S. S stands for specific. I cannot tell you how many times I've talked to people and they've said, oh, well, my goal for the year is to get more clients and to make more money. Okay, that's great. But what exactly does that look like? What exactly does that mean? So I want you to create very specific goals. I want you to get detailed with numbers and dates and timelines. Because the more specific you are, the more likely you are to obtain those goals. If your goal is kind of a pie in the sky, dreamy sort of vague vision of something that you want, then you're, you don't have a specific plan for getting there. So let's get really specific. So for example, let's talk numbers. Okay. And I'm going to use round numbers, even numbers, because my brain can't handle a whole lot of math right now. So let's say that your goal for this year is to make a hundred thousand dollars, write it down get specific. Maybe your goal is to make $112,000, or maybe your goal is to make $78,000, or maybe it's just to make $35,000, whatever it is, put it in writing, get that number on paper. And then you can break it down even more, which we'll get into a little bit later on, but break it down by quarter. If you're going to make $100,000 this year, that means you have to make $25,000 a quarter, which means that you have to make Ooh, now I'm having to do math. 25 divided by three is roughly seven something thousand dollars a month. So you need to really get specific because you need to know exactly what you're aiming for. Think of it like a bullseye on a target. If I just said you're aiming for somewhere in this area, it's very broad, it's very general, let's just shoot at it and hope it lands. 
you don't really have a specific direction. But if I tell you you're aiming for that little blue dot, you know exactly where you're going. You're less likely to get off target. You're less likely to get distracted because you have a very specific focus. Now, I also want you to get specific with things like numbers. So obviously numbers with money, but then numbers with clients, numbers with products, numbers with enrollments, depending on your industry, you might be saying, okay, last year, for example, wedding photography, last year I shot 12 weddings. This year, my goal is to shoot 20 weddings, write it down, be specific. Or if you say, okay, last year I enrolled 55 people into my course this year, I want to enroll 125 people into my course, write it down, get specific. And then we're going to go on later on and talk about how exactly to break that down even further but I want you to be very detailed with the goals that you have in mind. Get laser focused. And you can have, again, multiple goals here. So you could say financially, what's your goal? Um, Client-wise, what's your goal? Personally, what's your goal? Do you have a goal that you want to learn something new or you want to take X amount of courses or attend X amount of workshops this year? Again, be specific. So that's the S. Now, the M stands for measurable. So how are you going to know if you've reached your goal? So you need to have a way to measure your success. This is, again, kind of that idea of don't be vague, be specific. If one of your goals is to spend more time on education, I want to ask you, what does that mean? And how do you determine if you've spent more time on education? So do you see how... Having a goal that's measurable means that you need to have a way to know that you've succeeded. So if you want to focus more on education, then you could put tangible things on it. So you could say, I want to devote five hours a week to education in my industry, or I want to devote you know, three weekends or three weeks out of the year to going to retreats and workshops and trainings. I want to spend X amount of my budget on education and professional development. Those are things that are measurable. You can look at your time, you can look at your finances, and you can see that you have accomplished or you haven't accomplished the goal you set out for yourself. So you want to make sure the goals that you are creating are something that you can measure. And the benefit of that is you want to know you've succeeded. And part of the fun of setting goals is reaching those goals and getting to celebrate that you have accomplished that goal. So make sure you're creating a way to measure those goals so that you can successfully celebrate when you've reached that goal. Okay, the A in SMART sounds stands for attainable. Now, here's the thing with this part of SMART. I want you to set goals that are attainable, but there's a fine line between attainable and too easy. The goals that you set should be challenging, but not so far out of reach that you know you can't achieve them because you're setting yourself up for failure that way. But you also want to make sure they're not so simplified and so easy that you're achieving them too quickly. So you're finding this kind of fine-tuned balance of a goal or goals that are going to push you out of your comfort zone without being so unattainable that you don't even try to reach them. So for example, if you have just now broken the six figures mark in your business, let's say this year you broke the six figures, you're making $100,000 a year. 
I would not recommend that in your goals for this next year, you put down that you're going to make a million dollars. Unless you have a really clear path of why you think you're going to get there, that seems a little bit unattainable. But if you were to come back and say that you're going to increase your income by 50% or 60% or 25%, that's obtainable. It's just enough outside the comfort zone of where you already are that you're going to have to work to get there, but it's not so far out of reach that you can't push yourself there. So you want to set goals that are safe, but scary at the same time. You want to set goals that are going to make you work harder because that's the whole purpose because you have to get uncomfortable to have success. And so if you're saying, okay, well, I, I had my 12 weddings this year and that's good. I'm happy. I want to stay right there at 12 weddings. I don't want to go any further. I like those 12. Then you need to set a goal that's going to push yourself to do something differently. Maybe you need to say, I'm going to increase my prices per my wedding client, or I'm going to have a goal to sell an additional $500 to every every bride that comes in my door through albums and wall art and things like that. Or maybe if you are looking for more clients, you're going to say, okay, this year I saw an average of 25 clients in my salon each week. And next year I want to push to have 30 every week. You know, whatever your goal is, just make sure it's obtainable, but a little bit scary. So you have to decide what that looks like for you. Okay. So specific, measurable, obtainable. R stands for relevant. So relevant means, does this goal move your business forward? Is it something that's going to help your business succeed in the new year? So if you look at your goals and you're wondering, okay, is this really something that's going to align with my priorities? Is it going to help my business grow in some way? Then yes, that's a good goal. But if it's something that's just personally a goal you want to achieve, and it's not going to necessarily push your business forward, then it may be a goal that needs to come last on your list, or you could just revamp it so that it does help your business in some way. So for example, if one of your goals is you want to start using a daily planner because you've always just kind of kept notes or maybe you've put things on your phone and you like the idea of having one planner that everything is inside of. And so your goal is to start using a daily planner to keep track of all of your calendar activities and to-do list. That's a great goal to have. But again, how is it moving your business forward? Is your business so disorganized that you're missing appointments with clients, that you aren't keeping up with tasks that you have to get done, that you are not able to organize your finances or keep track of things you need to keep track of because you have not been organized enough? If that's the case, then this is a goal that's going to help your business and move it forward. But if your business is doing fine on that front and you're only doing this because you think it's something you want to do, that's fine, but make it less of a priority than some of the other goals you have in mind. Because every goal you set in your business should be something that moves your business forward. All right. And then T is time sensitive. So with this, obviously when we set goals, they're usually for the year, but I want you to get even more specific and give yourself timelines along the year for things you want to achieve. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm that you have to say that you're going to make six figures by June, 
but I want you to have little milestones along the way. And then we're going to kind of talk more about this later on. But if you don't put a timeline on your goals and they're just kind of open-ended, there's less likely of a chance you're going to achieve those. Because again, it's like having that bullseye. How many times have you set a goal and then November, December rolls around and you're like, oh crap, I didn't do anything to move me towards that goal. So if you have a timeline in place of, okay, I'm going to set this goal now. I want to accomplish it by December 31st. I need to have some checkpoints along the way to make sure I am doing the steps I need to do to get me to that point at the end of the year. That way I'm not rushing at the end of the year to try to make up for things I didn't do earlier on the year. It's kind of like saying, I want to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year, or I want to lose 50 pounds by the time summer rolls around. And the next thing you know, it's May and you're like, well, crap, I've lost five. (laughs) And so you have to have something to kind of keep you on track. Now, having said that, I want you to give yourself some grace. I want you to know that timelines will change, that goals might change, that things might change throughout the year. So if you set a timeline for something, if you say, okay, I'm going to earn $30,000 by the first quarter and two months in, you've only earned $10,000. Don't beat yourself up. Just adjust, give yourself some grace. And we'll talk more about that a little bit too. Okay. But that's the smart goal, specific, measurable, obtainable, relevant, and time sensitive. So I want you to hit pause if you can, if you're not driving somewhere. And I want you to really sit down And think about if you already have your goals in mind, do they fit these criteria? If you don't have goals yet, which goals are you going to set for the new year? And do they fit into this? Are they specific? Are they measurable, obtainable, but a little scary, relevant, and time sensitive? Okay. All right. Moving on. So tip number two, know your why. And you've heard me say this before, you have to know your why in your business, but I want you to know a why behind your goals. If you don't know the reason why you're choosing the goal you're choosing, you're not going to follow through on it. How many people say, I'm going to lose weight in the new year because that's what everybody says, but they really don't have the motivation behind them to need or want to lose weight. We see it every year. The gyms get flooded in January. By February, they're back to the same old people. So you want to make sure that when you're setting your goals, you're setting goals that are specific to your business and that they are going to accomplish things you actually want to accomplish in your business. If your goal is not to increase your income this year, you're happy with your income, but you want to focus on other things, you want to focus on building relationships, or you want to focus on your education, or you want to focus on finding products that your clients are going to love, or you want to focus on offering new services or new products, That's those are great goals to have as long as you know the why behind them. Don't fall into the trap of setting goals just because everybody else is setting that goal. And I also want you to ask yourself, why and what am I going to do when I accomplish this? Why do I want to accomplish this? And what's going to happen when I do? So money is an easy one to go with this. So let's say your goal is to make $100,000 this year. Why? Why do you want to make $100,000? Is it so you can provide for your family? Is it so you can take that cruise you've been wanting to go on? Is it so that you can buy a new car or put a down payment on a house or invest in new products for your business or new equipment for your business? Is it so that you can start hiring and outsourcing things in your business? 
that's a good question to ask yourself when you're setting your goals is why do I want to achieve this? Why do I want to get more organized? Why do I want to invest in my education? Why do I want to start outsourcing my products or services or whatever it might be? Why do you need those things in your business and how is it going to help you move forward? When you start really looking at the reason behind your goals, you might find that some of your goals aren't really goals you need to have. And when you start looking at your why behind your goals, you might find that some of your goals you are super passionate about. And you are really going to push yourself to make those goals happen because you are driven and motivated and you know the reason and the why behind them. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. All right, number three, tip number three is to work backwards. You've probably heard this before, and we've talked about this a little bit in the podcast, but when you are trying to get to an end goal, the best way to figure out how to get there is to start at the end and then work your way back. So let's go back to the example of $100,000 a year, six figures. So if you say, okay, I want to make $100,000 this year, then you need to break it down. That means that each quarter... I need to make $25,000, okay? That means each month I need to average about $8,300. And you could break it down even more. And you could say, okay, well, if I need to make $8,300 a month, then, and each client roughly pays me $1,000, I need to have at minimum eight clients a month. And that means two clients a week on average, so that means that I can, I can have clients on Tuesdays and Thursdays or Mondays and Wednesdays or whatever you want to set that as. But do you see kind of how it's helping you break it down? So now instead of just saying this big picture of I want to make $100,000, you can look at it more specifically and say, okay, between January and March, I need to have an average of eight clients per month. And each client needs to spend an average of about $1,000 a month or $1,000 a session or $1,000 a purchase or whatever it might be. And so that can really help you understand not only your big goal, but the little steps you need to go to get there. Because if you're thinking, okay, I need eight clients a month and I need them to spend $1,000 each, where am I going to find those eight clients? How often am I going to book them? Am I going to want to do all eight 
on in one weekend? Am I going to want to do two a week? Am I going to want to do four every other week? Um, where am I going to find those clients and how quickly can I get them in the door? What can I offer? What can I do? What can my marketing be? Am I creating things on social media? Am I going to networking events? These are all things that you can start thinking about instead of just looking at it as this kind of big end goal and saying, okay, well, I've got 12 months. That's not so hard. But then June rolls around. You're like, oh crap, it's June. And I've only made $25,000. So make sure that you give yourself these little timestamp markers make sure you give yourself these little, these little mile markers. And you can say, okay, I need to be here by this point. And then I need, once I hit that point, I need to be here by the next checkpoint. It's just like checking in with a, with a doctor every so often saying, okay, between now and the next appointment, I'm going to make sure that I take my vitamins every day and I exercise and I eat healthy and this and that. And then you go to your next appointment and you say, okay, I did all those things. Now let's move on to the next, between here and the next appointment. What do I need to do? What do I need to do just to get healthy or stay healthy? So you want to make sure that you start with the end and you break it up into smaller, more tangible, easy to accomplish steps. Again, you want things that are going to push you outside your comfort zone, but that are not going to be so crazy unobtainable. All right, number four, find an accountability partner. Guys, I cannot tell you how important this step is. Even if this means you put your goals out there for the world to see on social media, you want somebody or a group of people that are going to hold you accountable. Because if you take these goals and you keep them in your head and you never speak them out loud to the world, then nobody's going to know what you're trying to achieve and you're more likely to let them go and give up on them. But if you've put them out there in the world and somebody else is cheering you on and somebody else is checking in with you and saying, hey, how's it going? How's that goal coming? Then you're going to be more likely to put in the work and get it done. For me, I love having an accountability group. So I have a business brunch group that we meet once a month and we talk about what's going on in our business, the good, the bad, the ugly. We share struggles, we share successes. And one of the things I'm really going to be pushing our group to do this year is to share our goals so that we can check in with each other each month and go, hey, how's it going with that goal? Hey, you had a goal to book more clients. How's that going? Or you had a goal to make sure you attend one training every quarter. Have you scheduled a time to go to a workshop or a training? Having somebody to check in with is huge, guys. It's just like having somebody to go to the gym with you. I can't tell you how many times it is easy for me to skip out on going to my workouts, but if I know somebody is waiting at the gym for me and is going to be texting me at six in the morning going, Hey, are you coming or not? I'm more likely to go. You need that accountability. So find somebody, whether it's your spouse, a best friend, a business bestie, a group of people, a Facebook group, it can come over to the girl means business. Facebook group will hold you accountable. I promise. Just make sure you have somebody holding you accountable and checking in with you to keep you on track. All right. And then number five, when it comes to creating goals for the new year, give yourself some grace. Throughout the year, things are going to change. You never know what's going to present itself. You might have something completely turn your business upside down, good or bad, and your goals get completely changed. You might decide in the middle of the year you want to start a podcast and things completely change. You add a goal. You take a goal away. You give more energy to one thing than something else. It doesn't mean you have failed. It doesn't mean that that goal is not a valid goal. It just means that maybe the timeline has changed. 
instead of accomplishing that goal in one year, maybe you do it in two or three or four or five. Instead of saying this goal is no longer going to happen, just say this goal is not in my future right now. I'm going to put it on a shelf and I'm going to come back to it at a later time. There's nothing wrong with changing and pivoting in your business throughout the year. Guys, a lot can change in 12 months. We don't know what's going to happen in the next year. And if we're so rigid with ourselves, if we're so rigid with our timeline and our goals that we don't have flexibility to bend and move and shift and change with the tide, we're going to break. And you're constantly going to feel like you're failing. But guys, it is not a failure. Changing and pivoting and growing with your business is never a failure. Taking a step back is never a failure. It just means that something different and something bigger and better is coming your way. I can't tell you how many women I've talked to who have said, you know, I had this big vision. I had this dream for my life. And then XYZ happened and it took a complete left turn. And I'm so happy it did because I'm where I am now. Guys, be open and be flexible to what life brings you. You never know. Maybe you're going to end up starting a family this year. And halfway through the year, you're going to realize that you can't devote as much time and energy into your business because you have a family to take care of. Maybe your husband gets moved to a different city and you've got to start your business all over. Your goals are going to change. No matter what happens in your business in 2020, just know you have to give yourself some grace. Give yourself grace with your timelines Give yourself grace with your goals. Give yourself grace in everything that you do because you are human and you're only capable of doing so much in a year. Don't beat yourself up. I know we all do it. I know we all struggle with this. We all feel like we need to be doing more and be better and be this perfect mom, Pinterest person, business owner, wife, whatever it might be. Give yourself some grace. You're going to get there. It just may look different than you originally thought. Okay, guys, so that is my tips for starting your goal setting for 2020. So real quick, let me recap those real quick. So one, create SMART goals. SMART meaning specific, measurable, obtainable, relevant, and time sensitive. Number two, make sure you know the why and the reason behind the goals that you're setting. Number three is to work backwards. So start with your end result and work your way back to the beginning, setting little time marks along the way of check-in points. Number four, find an accountability partner. Find somebody that's going to check in with you, that's going to hold you accountable, that's going to keep you on track for your goals. And number five, give yourself some grace. All right, guys, happy, happy new year. I hope you have a wonderful new year's. I hope you spent it with family and friends and please head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group. Let us know what your goals are for the new year and how we can support you in those. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye, ladies. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.